You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. All right, if we're writing to you, we're missing Khadija this week because she's in Ponte Vedra and she's going to have to tell us all about it next week when she gets back. Oh, absolutely. I have so many, so many questions. But also, I can't wait to hear all about it and for her to have a great race. Is she just doing one race? Multiple races? I think she's doing multiple. There's so many now. These things have like so many it's a events. festival. I'm always like, you know, when they they call everything a festival these days and you're like, but how <laughs> festival is it? Like, really? Is it like Oktoberfest? Right. Chocolate like version? Mardi what Gras? are we talking about? <laughs> exactly. Um, so we will be talking about Pot of Adrian today, though. Uh, we will talk about all of our all of our thoughts about the Olympic qualifying and, of course, about Ironman because Sarah's in peak Ironman training and we want to give some people some tips for their first Ironmans coming up and uh Jocelyn's gonna tell us all her thoughts on returning to the Ironman field all right Jocelyn so I had been like let's talk about first timers for Ironman because we are going to be doing a big virtual event next week uh for you know it's your first time in Kona right so we're gonna be doing it with like some experts giving people tips for their first time doing an Ironman first time in Kona but when I told you this, you said you you were with some first timers this past weekend. I was, and it's it's a little wild. So right now, I'm wearing my super old school finishers T-shirt from my very first Ironman because this shirt turned 21 years old last Friday, <laughs> which is older than I was when I did the race because I was 20. So it's like you can't see it because this is a podcast, but it's got. Times New Roman font. It's a cotton shirt. Like it doesn't even have the date spelled out. It's like nine slash 15 slash zero two. So this was Iron Man Wisconsin in 2002. But uh, I was gonna say, I was about to say, we don't have any shirts at all. And then we found uh, my husband's shirt from the first year of college nationals when that like the very first time it was a thing. And they mistyped it and they wrote um, 40K run, 40K, 10K run instead of bike and run so you're like so it says like swim run run and you're like eh, close enough <laughs> I, I do have to say Jocelyn's shirt is very white and new looking so this is not a regular rotation shirt from what I can tell no the last 21 I, years I think when I first got it I was like oh this shirt is like kind of lame like it's not really exciting not cool. at all it yeah. doesn't look cool so I like left it in my childhood bedroom at my parents house for like Apparently two decades. Right, sure. <laughs> and discovered it like when I went home recently and was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool because now it's retro. It's, it's vintage. Retro. <laughs> I think this is like Sarah's, uh, I'm sensing Sarah's theoretic clothes as well. Since apparently, you know, we had to go buy all new work clothes. So. You know, I still haven't gotten anything. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been wearing like the same two pairs of pants. Sure. And they're very old i think they're kind of boot cut that tells you how old oh they yeah, are. yeah <laughs> you gotta yeah, go yeah. get those men's golf pants before you start wearing holes in your boot cut old pants <laughs> is boot cut coming back i think maybe I right know. like it's, wide leg yeah i figure it's slightly boot cut so i can pretend it's wide leg but it's old enough to be boot cut we'll right, put sure, that sure, we'll put it that sure. way yeah. Wait, so Jocelyn, uh, Wisconsin <laughs> was your first one then, is what you're saying. This is what I'm hearing. It's Wisconsin yes. was your first Ironman. Yes, and it was the inaugural one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's not my first timer story. So. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to that. Okay. <laughs> we'll come back to that. But I am actually pretty close to where Ironman Maryland is. It's an hour and a half drive. So it's also where Eagle Man is. Mm -hmm. Um. So I don't work on Fridays and my good friend Clarice Chesting, she's a newer pro and she was going to be racing. And so I was like, this is awesome. I can meet up with you, hype you up for race day. We can have brunch, carbo load and 
yeah, because Saturday we already had like a family thing and it's really hard to drag your toddler to actually watch an Iron Man. Yes. So I just like made a day trip out of it. But it was wild because I haven't been to an Iron Man village. I don't know in how long. I haven't done an Iron Man in like over a decade. Oh, really? Yeah. Has it changed? Do you feel like it's changed? The um the merch is really nice. Oh my god, yeah. They have, you know what they had in uh Nice? Lululemon Iron Man merch. Yes. And I was like, oh that's yes. new. Yeah. They have it was all Lululemon. Like I think yeah. just the standard like M dot shirt that has everyone's names in an M dot, it was like sixty or seventy dollars. Hmm. Which is a little insane. Yeah. Like a t-shirt? everything. Like the one that's like, you know how there's like the always have the t-shirt for each race. Here's my question. Do you buy those? I will buy them after the race. You don't buy them before. That's my. You're not supposed to get anything that says finisher before because that's bad luck. Bad luck. Is it bad luck? Oh, yeah. Bad luck. Yeah. 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 Can you get a refund? Can you get a refund? You're like, oh, (laughs) I do buy the ones from each of my fulls that have all the names on them because I figure like. 30 years down the line, I'll be like, oh, yeah, here are my 10 or whatever it is, you know, and I'll be like, look back on them. Okay, million dollar question. What do they do with the unsold gear? Because well, it's on sale later. Like it does. Sale. Like you can like because I I have had this happen to me before because I won't buy them beforehand. So then I've had the day after they're like out of my sizes and I've gone online and just bought one. So they definitely like sell some of their like back stock. They can't possibly sell everything. They do sell out of a lot of stuff. You wait a year and (laughs) it's like, I think Clarice was telling me she got the jacket in Kona for $150 and a year later it was online for $10. So she got another one. I have a friend who sells all her Kona stuff like after the race (laughs) online. And I was like, that just feels, she's like, oh yeah, people pay for it. But I was like, that just like, for me, I'm like, that sounds like more work than it's worth. To sell something on eBay for like 50 bucks. I'm like, eh. yeah, yeah. There's people that like have it as their whole job or their side hustle is yeah. like reselling yeah. stuff. We keep distracting from Jocelyn's amazing story about <laughs> yeah. going Sorry. back to the Iron Man Maryland. <laughs> so, but you did ask what I thought about the ex- the expo. Yeah. Well, the, the vibe. The, the vibe. vibe. Um, it was kind of exciting. A lot of fit people with really nice bikes. Like my own bike is almost 10 years old. So I do kind of like drool over like all the new fancy bikes. It's like, ooh, that's really nice. Um, I thought the expo itself was like very much just the Iron Man merch and the Iron Man official sponsors. I feel like it used to be more other vendors were there. Yeah, I think it's gotten pretty... I don't know what the word is restrictive for sure. Yeah. And it seemed like there was like maybe a bike shop there and athletic brewing was there, but that's also an Ironman sponsor. Mm-hmm. And that was it. It was like a huge, just Ironman merch tent and like almost nothing else. They know what the people want, man. The merch. The merch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But you said you had a first timer story because I guess yes. you ran into first yes. timer, like a first timer there. And like, I mean, we're saying first timer, like, Obviously, everyone did want, everyone had one that was their first time. Like, we're not like picking yeah, on them, to be clear. We're not right? picking on them, but we will pick on this guy. Okay. This because guy. of what he said, because <laughs> of what he said to me. So I went and did the practice swim. Okay. <laughs> well, Clarice went to the pro meeting because when you, you're not racing, you go, you're still working out, right? Yeah. So I did like an open water swim that ended up being longer than the Ironman swim because it got cut down to like 900 meters. Oh, the day on the race day, they cut it. Yeah. yeah, On race day. But anyway, after the swim, um, I was getting changed. I think getting changed back into this shirt that I was wearing (laughs) that says finisher. (laughs) And he said it was his first one. Um, he just assumed that we were also, we were both doing the race. Right, um, sure. So we're just chatting about like, you know, the race tomorrow. And then I mentioned like offhand, like, oh, I'm not actually racing tomorrow. And he goes, oh, well, you're not racing tomorrow. Well, what are you training for? And I was like, oh, well, I have like a half I'm doing like in a couple of weeks. And he was like, oh, well, you'll get there someday. And you're like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 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 we've all been there we've all been there my um my worst of that in that genre ever not that it was like bad but like you know and i'm sure sarah has some too 
uh, was when I, I was at the airport. It's like, and you know how like there's all of these people flying into an airport for 70.3. Like everyone is clearly in line with their bike boxes waiting for their rental car. And so this woman starts asking like a couple of the guys in front of me, what, like, oh, how long is this? All that kind of stuff. And then she goes, oh, well, how long does it take? And these guys, like I'm the only like female standing there and the guys all turn to me and go, I don't know how, like, what's the cutoff time? How long does it take you? And I was like, bitch, I don't know what the cutoff time is. Yeah. I'm faster than you. Like, yeah, I was so annoyed brutal. That. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. Um, but. Did More he, importantly, did he put him in his place? I did. Yeah. I want to yeah. know that part. No, I did. No, I was like, I Jocelyn. Oh, Jocelyn. Oh, oh yeah. That's, okay. That's so I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, well, actually, I've I've done 22 Ironmans. <laughs> and like the look on his face, like I didn't even go into like, I used to race in the pro division. Yeah. I've done like eight in a whole year. Nice. I've done two in two weeks, multiple times. And yeah, I didn't bother like going into that part. But he was like, oh, so you've been there. Yeah. You're like, yeah. It is funny. He felt silly. So advice to first timers, like be a little more humble and don't be make assumptions. More, yeah. Especially I was going to say, the guy who was giving Sarah swim advice a few weeks ago or whatever. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. What is your actual advice though? Because here's the thing. So we are doing this. Um, I want to say they keep calling it a webinar, but like a live podcast recording next Wednesday with a bunch of experts for people whose first time in Kona, right? Um, and we're doing a partnership with Iron Man to like help people because there's gonna be a lot of Kona first timers this year just because of the sheer like numbers of women. So I want to know what is your advice for actual first besides don't talk shit before you're done. What is your <laughs> actual advice for first timers and even if you had done one before first time in Kona, like what's because Kona, I feel like I was really terrified of just like the heat and the like, like I was just like, how do I prepare for this? You know, my number one tip is the same thing, whether it's it's for Kona or your first Ironman first, 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 first. Um, like as you get to the finish line, just kind of try to take a moment and like really take it in because you're never going to be a first time finisher of an Ironman mm -hmm. ever again. And it's super special. Um, and okay. Who cares? Like somebody saying you are an Ironman. It's just knowing that you've done it. There's like goosebumps. And I, I didn't think it was going to be, I didn't think I was going to feel that way because I've done so many races before an Ironman. And I did, uh, that, I think that was something that Lindsay Corbin told me. It was another pro who was like, yes, just take time to acknowledge that like, this is your first, you're never going to have a first one again. Like it's super, super special. Did you like high five everyone in the finish line? I uh, no, but yeah, I mean, one of, one of my biggest regrets about um, Kona uh, 2018, like my brain was so fried that I right. couldn't take in the finish line. Right. And I really, I really regret that. Like, I kind of wish that my brain was functioning at that point because I think for probably many reasons you kind of wish for, for many reasons. But one <laughs> one of them is that like just knowing, yeah, just realizing that you're the super historic spot spot for the the for the yeah. sport and just like how incredible it is. Yeah, yeah, I think probably like because I've only done kind of once, um, but I had passed somebody right at the turn onto a lee. And so I didn't slow down very much because I like that I beat that girl for like top 10 by like 20 seconds. You know what I mean? Like there was oh. no. Yeah. So but then it's kind of like some people are like, how'd it feel? And you're like, I don't I don't even like really remember anything <laughs> from like I remember like staring at her and being like, I have to beat her. And then like and then like toppling over the finish line. You know, she was soaking it all in. Yeah. <laughs> she she <laughs> was like, God damn it. Yeah. Do you do you regret not just kind of like pausing and I'm not yeah. necessarily stopping or slowing sure. down, but just like mentally taking time to appreciate it? Probably. I mean, I was pretty. I mean, you know, like uh, this is it, like I was pretty messed up, right? Like, yeah. okay, yeah, I was like you, straight yeah. to med tent, messed yeah. up, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, you know um, how like there's and I think that's the like I haven't done an, okay, I was to say I haven't done an Ironman so long, but I've done them. I have participated in them the last few years. I haven't done one where I like really was like you know, prepared to the level that I would expect myself to be. And that's like a different, like you definitely forget just like how ugly, like it's rough for everyone is what I'm trying to say. You have to remember it's rough for everybody. Yeah. 
I say practice your finish line pose. Okay, good. Good. Yes. So <laughs> back when I was a little maybe 19 or 20 year old training for my first one, I had a mentor. Uh her name was Rachel. She was like a local professor that did Ironmans, which is pretty badass. And she was like, okay, we're going to go on this run. And then that's the finish line there. So you're going to practice like whatever your finish line pose is. That's funny. What, <laughs> what, what was, was your yours? Pose? Yeah. What was, that's what we uh, it was like the two arms up, like a oh, Y. Yes. Oh, and yeah. this was so years and years ago, they held the finish line tape for everybody. Oh, wow. interesting. So yeah, I have a cool like fin finishers photo where it looks like I'm breaking the tape. <laughs> Do they hold it for everybody? Like how many people use? Because I like now there's like going to be 2000 people at Kona. There's you know like, what I mean? Yeah, like I think much less, much less. But they used to hold it for everybody. Like there's like, hmm. like in the picture, there's like the volunteer girl, like Right. Running back in a blur because she has to like pick that tape up and like hold it for the next person. Well, yeah, I don't even think you could do that now. They're just like, like, you know, how there's like that period for like two hours where they're just like coming constantly yeah. kind of. Yeah. 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 So they definitely don't do that anymore. Mm. All right. More, more, more tips. I like that one. I, I didn't practice my pose. You didn't practice your pose. Um, oh, man. I kind yeah. Of... Don't do the watch, the like click no, the garment. Don't, do don't mm. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you need to, we're not going to tell you, like, do what you need to do. But, like, at that point. But it's not the yeah. best finisher photo. But yeah. at least look up. Right. Look yeah. up and smile. And then you can, like, then you can press stop when you walk, like, across. Yeah. Because yeah. it'll be, like, 10 seconds later. Mine. Um, well, I was going to say, did you remember to stop yours when your brain was fried? Because mine, like, Kona, definitely included my entire, like, my my marathon included my whole trip to the med tent. Like, like before <laughs> I remembered to press stop. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I have no idea. I would have to go back and look. I did not want to look at the file. Right. I'm sure. 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 Yeah. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, so here's Kona specific. Kona specific. Here's what somebody told me right before my first Kona. They said, don't follow the seawater. Don't get sunburned. And I thought that was actually really good, right? Like do whatever you need to do to not get sunburned because that can really, like that did, That is why I got heat stroke, right? I got pretty fried and don't follow the salt water because that's will you get like lots of GI issues, right? And I know that sounds silly, like, just don't do that. But I I, I, I thought about that the whole way. So I'm like, don't swallow the salt water. Don't get sunburned. So my my big one, it, which I it's taken me some a few Ironman races to actually start doing is genuinely slow down through aid stations and get all the things if you need to. Like, you're not going to lose time walking through an aid station. Like, honestly you're so much better off just taking the time. So the, my first Kona, like I tried to just basically rip through the aid stations and I, I paid for it big time. Mm. Do you have a hard time? I, here's what I have a hard time when I'm like, I have to tell myself if like races where I actually do. Okay. Right. I have to tell myself like no walking though. Cause if I start to walk then I start to negotiate, and I start to be like, well, I can see the aid station. I should start walking now. Right. Well, then you just start walking sooner and sooner and sooner and later and later and later. And so I have to like, be like, no walking. You can slow down, but you have to still run. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where I'm always, I always like, I have to tell myself no walking or else I start to be like, and then once you're, then you spend all this mental energy, to, like trying to negotiate with yourself, like when you should start running again. My college I coach actually did say, like when I was training for my first one, he was like, the secret to the run is to run the run. Right. Don't walk. I know like people succeed walking. I'm not saying they don't. I was saying for me, the mental issue is like the biggest one. I, I would say if you're feeling stressed through the aid stations, right? walk if you have to, just slow down. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah. slow down. Like, yeah, it can be a shuffle. But yeah, if you're walking outside of the aid stations, I do think it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Because out in the Queen K, that's merciless. Oh, yeah. my God. It never ends. Yeah. So I haven't done Kona, but maybe someday I'll get there. 
<laughs> not. <laughs> I oh, don't want to do an Ironman. Like, no, no, I'm not. No. I was being sarcastic. No, we're all doing Nice next year. I thought we agreed on that. Okay. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I have raced in like super hot, humid climates, like in Ironman Malaysia and Ironman China. And I used to train and race with a camelback on in the marathon, which back then was like really dorky looking because now they have all the super cool, like ultra runner hydration vests that don't look as dorky but um that was what helped me stay hydrated like in a really hot humid marathon without having to stop at the aid stations and you can you can freeze them the night before okay i froze my bottles at kona and i like that you pick up at like you know the special needs and i was so excited like you know how you're like telling yourself the random thing to like keep yourself Mm -hmm. going and I got there and they were completely melted and it turned to hot water. And I was like, this Ew. is so disappointing. <laughs> like, <laughs> See, I've also heard that the bottles are still frozen. Mine were totally so, not, which is why I was okay. like, I don't know yeah. if it just was like they got put in the hot spot. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, but I was so upset. Like, you know how like the littlest thing you have, like, it's like my race is over. I might as well quit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You could always freeze half of it. And then wrap it in foil or something. I think if you wrap it in foils, because obviously, yeah, I know some people, Sarah, like in like the, especially not the as hot races, they'll freeze them and then they're still frozen and then they like don't have a drink. And it's like, oh shit, that was not great. That would suck. Uh, speaking of Ironman meltdowns, I feel like I want to know, because we're like peak training for Ironman, right? Like all, like one of my friends, like we have Ironman California here. You guys just had Marilyn, Jocelyn. And so I'm getting all my friends are being like, you know, where they're just like in that whole, it's like seven hours every weekend, right? Like <laughs> crazy. And I, I, and I feel like Sarah is also that place. And I want to know what's the craziest like meltdown she's had so far. <laughs> the mood, mood wise, I've been good. Um, I just go to bed at like 8.30. So oh, we're past that, your bedtime already. Oh, yeah. We're past my bedtime. Um, I'm actually amazed I'm speaking right now. <laughs> yeah, because for the first time, I'm also balancing like kind of work stuff. So I'm waking up at five to try to get in a run workout, for example, before I go into the hospital. So that was that was yesterday. I got in a run session, you know, went to work. I was kind of feeling a little sleepy. <laughs> I don't have an office, by the way. Um, but I managed to sneak into somebody else's office. And I'm I'm like, oh, I'm just reading right now. This is my lunch break. I'm just doing some reading. I'm like, oh, you know what? Reading while like kind of lying down the floor. Like, sounds like a great idea. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just going to read a little bit. Next thing I know, I am fast asleep. With the laptop on me, like somebody else's, not even my office. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, thankfully, somebody walked by and I didn't get caught. Um, <laughs> something woke me up, but it was one of those. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, oh, yeah. Man. Peak Iron Man training. Peak Iron Man training. Mm-hmm. I get really, I definitely get really like weepy. Like, I mean, our joke was always, if you haven't cried in your car yet, you're like not ready for Iron Man. That's what like me and Alyssa used to joke about. Cause I get real, I'm just like, like random, right? I just, cause I'm not generally a person who like has melted, well, I, but I'll just start to be like crying and by the pool, you know, like, or one time, cause on the whole, like balancing work and Ironman training, it's like really stressful, right? Mm-hmm. And I went for a bike ride at lunch and I rolled over some chewing gum and somehow it stretched out between my wheels and like wrapped itself around the, you know, the 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 thing that your your crank is on. You know what I'm trying to say. And uh, and I stopped to pull it off, and I stopped like right into like an office where like all these people are going to lunch in front of Chipotle, and I just like I'm like, what's wrong with my life? These people have jobs and they have it all together, and I can't even go for a bike ride. What choices did I make that got me here? Yeah. I've been there. I'm a little worried that I haven't gotten there. So like talk to me next week because we're a few weeks out. The fact We are. That we're like, still like four, three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So if I haven't had one of those moments yet, maybe I'm undertrained. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you're just ready. Yeah. I've had a training run where I just like ended up at a gas station, bought like a huge like party size bag of potato chips and was like sitting on the curb, called my husband and I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to decide if I want to keep running or if you need to come pick me up. 
but let me just eat these chips <laughs> and then decide somehow I go very quickly from like, I'm trying to decide if I should keep running to I'm trying to decide if everything is wrong in my life. You know, that's like, I go pretty quickly to like, you have made all terrible choices. What are you doing with your life? Yeah. Very quickly, like, like immediately. And it's a, uh, and that's not a good hold. Like that's not a good place to go. Wait, so we, are we supposed to be encouraging first timers? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. we are. <laughs> hold on. We just went from like encouraging to like all the catastrophizing. In all fairness, <laughs> I think most of the first timers in Kona, it is at least their second Ironman because you can't, I mean, there are a handful where, you know, there are some unique situations where it ends up being your first one. Right. But it's like not that common. Um, So most of these people have already been through one where like, yes. yeah. That's fair. And I would, I would say at least three times during an Ironman, I question my life choices. Yeah. So I feel like it's the normal. training really is training for a race where you're like, what am I doing? Why <laughs> am I so silly? And then you get to the finish and you're like, totally forget you have amnesia about yeah, yeah. all those negative thoughts. Finish line like, euphoria oh, yeah, so with oh, your amazing so finisher pose. <laughs> your amazing finisher pose that you practiced. That exactly. you practiced or you visualize, visualize. Um, pack something fun and special needs. And expect something to go wrong. Expect many things yes. to go wrong. Yeah. 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 Cause I feel like there are there's some people where their first Iron Man might have went fantastic. And then there's a lot of pressure on that second Iron Man because now you're allowed to have time expectations because you've done one before. Where the beauty of the first one is like just finish, like no expectations. And so I feel like my second Iron Man was a little bit trickier that way when things started to go wrong then it was really like oh but I wanted to like hit such and such time and this is a disaster and I might as well give up and then really going down that hole but really like expect it, things to go wrong expect things to go wrong and that's like good life advice yeah yeah I would say Kona don't go in with time expectations mm -hmm. it can be a fast day but it's also can be a very slow day. And just like, no matter whether you're having a great race or a terrible race, or it's going to be a roller coaster. You're going to go through highs and lows and you just have to ride them out. Like those low points, you're like, I just need to keep on putting one foot in front of the other. All right. We're going to, for inspiration, I remembered, I have a good inspirational tip. Ready? Ooh. So however, then you feel, however long you spend in, in the med tent and at the Baskin Robbins after you're finished at Kona. Go back, wander yourself back down for the Midnight Finishers. Because Midnight Finishers at Kona is like, and it's a little weird now because of the waves. Like, Midnight Finishers are not as clear cut as they used to be, for sure. Okay. But yeah, because there's like, because you don't waves. all start at once. Yeah. 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 And so you don't know for sure who's finishing when. But the Midnight Finishers at Kona is like one of the crazier things. Um, so. It's cool. It's cool. And by midnight, I mean, I think it's like 1240 now because of the waves. But we still call it Midnight Finishers. So. All right, coming up, we're going to have Sid talks after our uh, break right here. And then we will talk about, you know, the, the race in Pontevedra this weekend. Chasing Epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner of Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits. You can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic, friends. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a Feisty Try sponsor. Mostly because of their commitment to education and making sure all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like women uh, often underfuel, and they more typically complain about gel consistency. I know I do. 
uh, which is why I personally really love the light and easy to get down precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. Precision Fuel and Hydration has also recently signed on as the official hydration partner for Ironman races in Europe, which means that the PF1000 electrolyte mix will be on course at all European races this summer for the bike and run. The 1000 mix delivers 1000 milligrams of sodium per liter or about 500 milligrams per 16 ounce water bottle, which is about the average sodium sweat concentration across thousands of sweat tests they've done on triathletes. And because it's a low calorie drink, it also lets you decouple your fueling and your hydration that can be helpful, you know, when there are so many different factors to keep track of in Ironman races. But the most important thing is testing it all for yourself, which is why you can use Precision's sweat testing spreadsheet to do your own testing and calculate your own sweat loss. And I know that can sound intimidating. I, I felt like that too, but it's really super manageable when you enter your numbers into their formula. And then you can book your own totally free consultation with their sports scientists, like no sales necessary. Um, you can find a wealth of information, all of this in their Precision Knowledge Hub, and you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and the specially formulated flow gel, which is made exactly for how people fuel in long course triathlon. It's like really handy. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP like Feisty Try Podcast and the number one five or, you know, like functional threshold power, FTP15 at pfandh.com. Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. All right, Sid, I haven't seen you since Nice. I'm I'm on jet lag now, I think. Did you watch it? Did you see the, the broadcast? I did see, like, so I stayed up to watch the start of it because it was kind of like 10. Well, right. I didn't, I thought it, you know, it started at 11, but they had this whole like 90 minutes of preview show, which I kind of forget about of all like the body marking and stuff. So I ended up watching that and then started watching it. I have to admit, I fell asleep during the swim. I am sorry. Like just, I'm, I'm going to blame time-wise and training on that one. Um, And then when I got up the next day, it was kind of the, la the last little bit of the run. So I watched the end. Um, I thought it was amazing that they carried out, they kept the coverage going for Jan to finish. And then um, later in the day, was it? Yeah, later in the day, I kind of rewound and then watched the bits on the bike so yeah i did watch it so yeah i mean it looked how was it you were on the ground you were on the ground except like on the ground there basically means that you just sit the vip booth uh area was a restaurant on the beach and so you just sat on the just oh because it was so hard in vip right <laughs> right so you would just sit with your free beer and then you would like yeah. walk up the stairs and go good job at the run and then you go back down and get some more food okay. yeah. did they have any big screens up or anything they had so big like... screens in okay. the vip section and then they oh. had a couple the problem was one of the only ones one of the main big screens that the public could see, you could only really see from the pedestrian bridge. And the pedestrian bridge was there was only one and there was massive security. So it kept getting backed up because everyone would stop to look at this. And you were like, walk. Uh, yeah, that's frustrating. Problem. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. especially because like with that bike course being one lap, like once people are out on the you, bike, if you're you in town, you can't yeah. see anything. So you, you kind of hope there's big screens. Mind you, that's, I guess that's a little bit like Kona, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like once you're out on the bike course and they have a big screen. They show Somewhere, it above yeah. the finish, isn't it? And right Kona, I think, finish, yeah, 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 yeah. So, 
Just but it was good. Yeah. This is what I learned. Yeah. Just um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, there are a lot of dudes. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I, at totally. one point, I was like, why am I the only woman here? And then I was like, oh, right. That's why. <laughs> yeah. But then on the other hand, I was like, it actually didn't feel that different from a regular European Iron Man in terms of the amount of dudes. Yeah. Because there's still like women around, like support, you know what I mean? Like a lot of, a lot of significant others trained to, like there's enough active women. But I think conversely, Kona is going to feel really different, right? You see what I'm saying? Like a large quantity of fit dudes feels about right for an Iron Man, but like that many women is actually going to be like, whoa. I think it, it could have been, I don't know if this was a factor, obviously not being on the ground. Like the Rugby World Cup is on in France at the moment. And I think uh, the Scottish team, a bit were based out of Nice. So obviously, again, sweeping statement, you potentially got a lot more male and I'm just generic like male fans of rugby. Um, maybe, I don't know. I know there's a lot. I'm a female, I'm a fan of rugby, but um, maybe that was and also I think like Nice, it's a bit it doesn't take over, does it? The Kona Kona. The world champs doesn't take over the town. And there's other stuff going on. There's the rugby, there's tourists. Yeah. And, and obviously stuff. what I'm saying is like most Ironman races in Europe have like 80% men anyway. So that's why it felt like about right. It didn't feel like that weird. Like you weren't like, you didn't like consciously realize that you hadn't seen a woman racing until yeah. like, until like after a little while. But that's because that's just us normally. Like, right. It? Exactly. Yeah. But in Kona, which we're coming up on now. Yes. I feel like we're going to be like, oh shit, this is a lot of women. Like, I feel like it's going to be noticeable because that's not the norm. That's not yeah. like, which could be quite cool. Like we'll yeah. see what it's. Yeah. 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 So but it was, but it was like, what do you think? Like the race, were you surprised the result or anything like that? No, I don't think the result was super surprising. Obviously, like Sam does what Sam, Sam Lalo does what Sam Lalo does. Um, at world championships. At world championships, right? Like, I mean, I was like 80% odds he blows up when he was starting the run. And then, the, then I was like, okay, 60%. Okay, 40% he makes. Okay, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Um. Of course, I think, I mean, I think you and I both have talked about this before and lots of people talk about this. I think it's really, really good to have a different kind of course. Yeah. For a pro. I think that's, and I think like the pro women next year will get to have, right? Like, I think that's really important to be able to say like somebody's the best is that they're the best at different courses and different days on different, right? And like, sure. Which was the Nice course like the best ever for Jan? No. Like, obviously. No, I, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Like, he prepared I, himself though for it, right? Yeah. Like, he, he did. He could, yeah. He's incredibly diligent. Like, yeah. I, I, I actually think it wasn't okay I just think he didn't have he didn't fire on the day and that's just like the joys of being fucking an athlete and trying yeah an age and trying to get you know that fine line of trying to get it firing on the day like from what I've heard like the shape he was in from a few people and I still I, I think he is an he if he again it's easy to say if he'd had his day I think he'd have been right up there but I think everyone and you know you look at Patrick Langer he still had a great performance. Um, again, slightly different athlete to Jan. Yeah, very, um, yeah I think a very. But then I think athlete. a lot of the rest of it was a lot of mix. So I kind of feel like the top will still rise to the top, and then the the rest of the placings is likely to be where you see. This is like what somebody somebody I was saying. Oh, it's really good to have a different course. It's really good to like see different like technique styles. You know, obviously the pro, the top people still are going to prep themselves for that day in that course. And so the person I was talking to was like, oh, but still like, you know, different course, same people win. And I was like, Magnus might have won if it was in like on a flatter course. Like, I think that's probably fair, right? It does mix it up a little bit. But anyway, anyway. But I I think, I mean, kudos to the podium. Um, I, like I said, I think we all wanted Jan to have that that day and just to go out on that dream, dream fairy tale story. Uh, it shows that everyone is human, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but I think like the the thing that impressed me, one that the Iron Man carried on the coverage until he finished, because normally sure. they're pretty cutthroat at like once the top few across the line. And the other thing that impressed me was like Patrick Langer waiting for the finish for Jan, waiting at the finish for Jan to finish, you know. I think we all know there's no love lost right, between they, them. Do you remember when they used to hate each other? Yeah, well, I, and I'm sure they're not, you know, not best friends, but they don't need to be. But there's a lot of respect for each other as athletes. And I thought, you know, that spoke volumes that he was there to whatever you want, congratulate, commiserate, whatever it is across the line. Um, I thought that was, yeah. Really, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be biased on one. I want to point out, like, 
you know, like a Matt Hansen, it's not a course for him. Um, but like he ran the second fastest split of the day. Okay. He was like, but to do that, I don't think he'll get the credit for that run. Like he's, he ran a 236. Patrick was what, 232. So yeah. Okay. Four minutes, but still Matt was the fastest of the day, but to do that when you are like, I think he, he was a lap down on the run by the time he got off the bike. And that's like to still have the fight and to then, you know, cause I think the caught on camera is him sort of over re overtaking laid low. Um, but to do that when you're in that position and to have that performance and he had, he crashed in the week and had a broken rib, a black eye, a cut on his eye, like all of this, his body was fucked. Sorry. Um, and okay, bias because he's a training partner. But I do just want it. And there, and there are lots of other good performances. But I just want to highlight that one because I know he won't get any recognition and I think he deserves it. I, I was saying to my mom, it's one of those things that's like hard at these kinds of big races. And these kind of big races where like they go out and they come back. You, it's really hard to keep track of. Everyone has some story, right? And so it's really hard to keep track of like, who crashed, who had a mechanical, who came back and like did something crazy and like who is pulling out like this amazing thing out there and then who just like had a bad day, which is most of them just had a bad day, right? And it's like, it's really hard to like keep track of all those stories. Like it's kind of, and that's obviously just Ironman. Like that is. Yeah, that is. And it's Ironman and it's world championships. It's like you boom or bust. So difficult with so much pressure, so much training leading into that one day to nail it in and get it right on the day is so hard. And very few people do that, you know, like probably the winner <laughs> and maybe a few others are super happy with the result and everyone else you get the post, not the result I came for, or I had a penalty or I had, oh, I was surprised. Like, I think that's the first time in history that a penalty has got overruled, especially. I know. Well, cause I was down. Okay. So, so Braden Curry got a penalty for littering and I was down there when they were talking about like you know, like his team was talking about whether or not he was going to serve it or just like not serve it and risk the DQ. And they, how did that information get back to them to make that decision when he's out on the bike course? Like, well, they were watching and I don't know, but like they were watching and they were arguing. And then it was like one of those things where it was like, they were like, well, we're not here for sixth place. Like we're here to win it or not. Like just risk it. Who gives a shit? Like if you get DQ, you get DQ'd, you might as well. And I was like, yeah, okay. But you have like, sure. Appreciate it. Absolutely. But 99% chance you're going to get DQ'd here. Like penalties do not get overturned. A no penalty has like ever been overturned unless you could prove they penalized the wrong athlete, right? Like, yeah, like there's a mistaken identity situation. Like penalties don't get overturned. So I don't like, I don't Yeah, I, I also was like, no way, not going to happen. And so part of me thought like maybe there was like a, hey, hey, if you appeal this, we'll reconsider, right? You know, like a... Not an understanding, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's very unusual that it's very unusual it is overturned regardless of the circumstance and situation, especially when you haven't served the penalty as well. But hey, there you go. Anyway, uh, but Kona, women's Kona, women's Kona coming up now. Um, yeah, we had men's knees, now we have women's Kona. I, and I was going to say, we have this nice long five week period to build <laughs> up into Kona where we have nothing else exciting happening except actually we have the world triathlon grand final this week i know which is actually probably quite good because it's a little bit of a distraction because i was thinking oh fuck it's four weeks to kona although like training peaks always like i feel training peaks they get oh, way too preemptive they They're tell you like, it's yeah, a week yeah. like it's a week earlier because they do it from like the start of race week and i'm like no we've got an extra week do not like take that week away from me so i yeah, remember I at one know. point yeah i was getting these like alerts and i was like shut up training peaks <laughs> No, uh, anyway, but yes, it's well, but, it is the World Triathlon Grand Final. Which it is, super is. it I'm is the stressful. World Triathlon Grand Final this weekend. Um, which is, I feel like, why do we chill call it the Grand Final? It's the World Championships. It's yeah. I like again. This is another another part of the sport where we have World Triathlon Series, mm-hmm. World Triathlon Grand Final, World Triathlon World Champion. Like it's very confusing very confusing very confusing yeah. i just like somebody world cups are lower World cups as well lower. they're not yeah. as important anyway anyway but the world championship which we call the grand final is this yes. weekend yes. and besides the fact that it's the grand final it's also the next olympic qualifying event for like everyone yes and the big news there was a big spanner that was thrown in the works or maybe not a spanner like a hand grenade just got the pin taken out and just dropped in the u.s team so Gwen rolled onto the start list last weekend week 
which I thought no way in hell that was going to happen because she's still ranked number eight. But I guess enough people are injured or out or Taylor's not racing. So didn't that open up a slot? She rolled on. And for the U.S. women, if you podium, well, U.S. men too, but U.S., if you podium, you get your spot. So it doesn't matter, like, nothing else matters. Whoever podiums... This is the thing, like, your past year, two-year performances, your past performances since Tokyo are now out the window. You just have to podium, which, you know, that's how, you know, isn't that, that's how Taylor got on, Taylor Nib got onto the team for Tokyo. She timed it right and she got that automatic slot when she was kind of a relative unknown at that time. Obviously, Gwen's not an unknown, but has struggled to find hasn't been racing because she hadn't had the points and the mm-hmm. to be highly ranked but now she's on the start list, now she's on the start list. and who knows what could happen so obviously along with her is uh katie zafaris taylor Nib- or taylor Nib- taylor spivey nib is not racing while rumors abound about her next plans uh no taylor spivey summer rapaport uh katie zafaris kristen casper uh then we have the young the youngins uh, gina and Erica um yeah but anyone could get a spot and then it's like I mean the other countries have similar rules for the UK like Beth Potter needs another podium to secure her spot because you have to get right you have to podium twice for for the Brits like yeah so and then on top of that of course we actually have the actual world championship race as well so like Beth and Cassandra Beth Potter Cassandra are like (laughs) neck and neck do you think the athletes put the world championship race first or olympic qualification first and does that change per country depending on their i mean obviously beth's got a beth's got a podium so she, and she and she wants to go for the championship so that's going to work you know both those go in the favor but for some of the others maybe does it become more tactical of being like i need to be in front of x to be sure but like, I, I think don't know. like at the Paris test event, for sure, because that wasn't technically like a WTCS race. So they were all absolutely just like qualification, qualification um, here. It's like for most of the countries, a podium is what gets you. So they're already going to be racing for that podium. Um, I think there might be like a top eight for Japan or like there are several countries where there might be a top eight, but mostly it's podium. So yeah, so it probably doesn't matter. Yeah, so it probably doesn't matter. Because, yeah, on the women's side, we have Beth and Cassandra. Basically, whoever wins will win the year. Um, and then on the men's side, you have Alex G and Hayden Wild. Whoever wins, wins the year. Yeah. But as we saw last year, like, didn't it? Like, the men's was, like, basically, it's Alex or Hayden unless they both finish, like, out of the top 10 or something or seventh eight. And everyone was like, yeah, but that's not going to happen. And then it did. And it was like, it's pretty much the same okay. this year. Yeah. And it's the same. Yeah. So it could be it's like, I think Leo Berger, again, if like a similar craziness happens, he could, like, he has to win. And then they also have to finish way off. Yeah. Way down. Somebody yeah. said it's like Christian Blumenfeld to win. Uh, everyone has to crash for him to win. <laughs> to win. Not, not, un- again, not unheard of. Right. Like who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, stressful times for us as watching and let alone for the athletes racing mm-hmm. and then that's yeah. our last big race our last big race before, before the final big race before the final big race <laughs> which i feel like you dropped that in there uh sid will be racing at kona i will be racing at kona i've been given a, a wild card um which i'm very grateful for um but i'm not sure if i'm meant to i don't know like i'm not on a start list yet and so my coach is like are you sure you're racing are you sure you've been given this slot and i'm like yeah i entered double checked uh i've been asked for the mvc interview or whatever it is in the coverage i'm an interview now which is the first time ever um and i'm like yeah i i've got i think so but i don't know if i'm going to appear on any start list and i'm not sure if i'm meant to like publicly <laughs> announce this or not or uh, what, it is. what it is yeah it's also i mean obviously you also have a concussion right i feel like it's one of those things where, like you see like Kat coming back from her like massive injury crash and obviously she's like recovered really well and yeah. then like I feel stupid because I like hit my head in a hotel and I like can't fucking mm. do shit still right so you're like how are these it's exactly all- and that's what's so hard like I you know Jason Paul this weekend came second in Maryland and he had like a bad crash and a concussion after mine and he's back yeah again seemed fine obviously we don't know what's going on behind the scenes and you never do and that's the hard thing and I still don't know on race day putting my body through that in Kona if my head's going to play happen. ball. Yeah. Like I'm still managing stuff in 
train it's not I say it's not debilitating it's not stopping me training but it's not not there either and you just don't know then in the heat the conditions like and weird shit happens like and weird shit happens and exactly and then it's like okay I've got to be in a a place where I make a decision going is this just normal Kona racing and I'm going to be okay and I can get through it or whatever it is or is this something that I need to red flag or going my brain's more important like my health is more important and that's going to be I haven't had that conversation yet with kind of Coach you need to pre-decide having like yeah. uh, watch my husband go through these right because yeah. once you're in it it's always terrible right everyone feels terrible at my yeah that, that's yeah. the thing yeah. like everyone feels terrible the adrenaline's going so is that going to mask anything as well like I have this funny feeling it's going to be the worst conditions we've had in years <laughs> because we say that every year like this is year it's going to be a bar like uh, a weather bomb or something like that Madame Pele is going to you know it's going to be super windy and we've been pretty lucky, I would say, Touchwood, right. the last few years. Last few years, yeah. I think this year, particularly with it being the women on their own, I'm like, I feel like crazy. it should just be like fucking crazy shit and it's just going to be a nightmare. Um, so, yeah, you've got to kind of consider all that. Also, like, I still don't know. I lost so much fitness time training. Like, I don't know what shape I'm going to be on the start line. I will be in the best shape we can get me to with everything given you have don't let don't let training piece trick you you have four yeah, yeah, more weeks yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know exactly yeah but plus the tight like anyway so yes but anyway short of it i will be racing all right so yeah well we'll be excited i'll be there we'll see you i'm out there yes. yeah you, you feature prominently in our you know ad campaign so well i'm looking forward to being out there being a women's only race supporting everybody catching up with it it's always good just to catch up especially i think like, it's been pretty isolating like you know what it's like head injuries and stuff it can get quite isolating so and I haven't raced for so long. Like the last full I did was I was Kona last year. Um, I did a half in May, in March, sorry. And then like I haven't seen people at races. I haven't been in. So that's all like, again, like so I, say, I say new. The yeah, whole no. yeah. Week. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just gonna be a piss up. <laughs> all right. Well, we're excited to see you, Sid. Uh, yeah. and we will be back next week, I think. Yep. Sounds good. All right, race this weekend. DJ's there. Um, Sarah, you're, I think, the only one of us who has done World Triathlon Worlds before. Did it, it didn't always used to be like this festival thing, right? Wait, Jocelyn, no. have you done it? You're looking at me. I have not. I have not done it. Yeah, so it was basically just the, like any other WTS race. Um, mm. Yeah, sometimes there would be like a, an age group race, but I, I, I really don't remember... There was never a festival. Never no. a festival. No. What? Yeah. Was it? But it was different. Like, because it's okay. So it's gone through like iterations, right? And now it's like basically like a world championship festival. It's the world championship for the age groupers. And even though it has like some weird name in world track, like for the pros, it's basically the world championship race, right? Did it have a different feel? I mean, sort of. It's like sort of hard to explain. It's a point system. Yeah. It's the finale. There are more points. Like you can win the race and not be world champion. I mean, we can have a whole other podcast about whether you know. That but it works. used to be called the grand finale, or yeah, they don't call it that now. They call it like the world triathlon championship final. That's what they call it now to make it slightly less confusing. Why do but they still no? But that makes it more confusing. <laughs> well, Sarah. Okay, so do you think that's a good system or not? What do we think? Ah. Uh... I'm somebody who benefited from it because mm. I was fairly consistent. Sure. So I ended up as like a world medalist, but only because I was consistent throughout the season. And I wasn't on the podium for the final race at any mm. point. Like I never was on the the podium, but I oh. still got to be a world medalist a few times. Right. For the series. So or, yeah, okay. I am biased in that. <laughs> yes, it's an awesome system. <laughs> I... You know, I, I really love the excitement of everything's on the line for one day. Yeah. I think, I I think those are cool races. It also is like a lot easier. Obviously I think sometimes in general triathlon gets a little too obsessed with like trying to market it to people who are non-triathletes, but it is a lot easier to understand when it's like, this is the world championship race. You are world champion. If you win it, like yeah, discussion, you know? Yeah. I agree. This whole like, well, so-and-so has to beat so-and-so by so many points, but if somebody else beats both of them by more points, then it starts to be like, what's happening? Okay, so, but now I'm confused. <laughs> so is the winner <laughs> the winner or is there still the points thing? 
the winner wants. is the winner of that race. Okay. But the series oh medalist, like the who wins the series. So which there's is what, a series winner, and then yes. there is the world Grand champion. Final. No, the series winner is the world champion. What? <laughs> All right, so I feel yeah, like this might be race, God damn it. <laughs> if you win the race, you're just the winner of the race. You're not right. the world champion. Right. This is like what we're saying is confusing to people is that yeah. you are the winner of the grand final or the final championship final now, but you are not the world champion, even though sometimes people kind of like fudge that a little. The world champion is the winner of the world championship series for the year. Oh. And this race is worth more. Which see, I think I think Sarah, we might have just demonstrated that um it is not clear. Yes, it's, it's not, not clear. clear. It hasn't been clear. It was that was it, it hasn't always been the the case with World Triathlon. Um, they used to have a one-off uh, World Championship, but it's been years since they've done that. Because that's how track is, right? Mm-hmm. Track is like whoever wins this meet, which is the World Championship meet, which happened like a month ago. Yeah, is the World Champion. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. straightforward. And then obviously they have their own like series and league, but that's like an entirely separate thing, right? From like the world championship. So sure. It's like we try to make it confusing for people. The other thing, of course, is this weekend is also the next Olympic qualifying race. Yes. Yeah. At the, we should clarify at the same race. At the same race. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that race is not only the double the points for the final and its own WTCS final race, it is also a limit qualifying race for a number of countries yeah just to be more confusing yeah, yeah. pretty exciting it's very exciting i it's uh not based on points it's based no. on placing or whatever the country's yes. rules yes. So whatever rules the country's are. rule is yeah so the u.s rule is top three i think and i think most of them are top three um there might be one country that's like top eight like japan um but uh the u.s has like so many women in this race i don't even understand how they got that many women right is there not a cap? There is a cap, like, but I think country? people. Yeah, but I think that's why Gwen rolled onto the last minute is because people must have like not like turned down the spots or been hurt or been sick, and so then it starts to roll to beyond the cap. Because uh... that was why I thought there was no way yes. Gwen Jorgensen was going to end up on the list because she's number eight. So I was like, not going to happen. Yeah, but it happened. I was wrong. Well, you know, yeah. I know how she can win it is if all the other girls clap for her before the finish oh is that your okay <laughs> it's like oh, i'll make it okay anybody who races kona our first time advice don't clap for people until you cross the finish line or else jocelyn will be very unimpressed <laughs> you know what though <laughs> like counterpoint though no. um <laughs> when i in kona so i got heat stroke and i uh started projectile vomiting on the queen k right hmm. and like in it was my and to jocelyn's point about it, it was like my second iron man like i hadn't like done that so i was like i don't and literally this is what i, I in my head i'm like oh i guess i'm done like i was like oh i'm projectile i'm like i'm done like i just thought like i have to right and so i stopped and i'm standing there and i like don't know what to do and obviously i'm like not fully with it and somebody running by goes oh keep going and i was like oh he seems like he knows what i should do and so i said you know what i mean so i started running again and only because he told me to start running is why i started running again so it's different i i love i love getting and giving encouragement <laughs> in iron man like with my brains there most of the time i just like <laughs> give a little thumbs thumbs up up. I can yeah that's the most I can do but that's something that's really cool about the sport yeah but no clapping well if you're going head to head for a position fair just go to the line just all the way don't soak it in and that's gonna be a pretty badass finisher's picture true it's true so unless you're exciting watch stop your watch watch as you're sprinting that's definitely what you should do (laughs) We'll have to hear from Khadija next week, too, um, what it was like, you know, all yeah. of the, yeah, very exciting. We're we're going to have a podcast and a half next week. And if you stay awake for the whole I, time. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> if I can manage to be awake at that point, because I'm past my bedtime. Oh, man. So Sarah's falling asleep on us. So here's my question for you. What's your question for us? to close <laughs> she's like i just yawned i don't have one we're done <laughs> we're done all right um 
what is, I guess since we've been on the topic, what's the most random thing that you've eaten then in an Iron Man? Nothing. Nothing? You don't Nothing random. Oh, I've had peanut M&Ms in my um, special, special, what is it called? Special mm-hmm. needs. Yeah. Well, they, they like call it something different now because they decided that was. Oh, because. Yo. they thought it like sounded bad they thought it like i mean it's not like it's not offensive but they didn't want to like infer that it was for yeah kids with special needs <laughs> right um so they call it like aid support or... bag something like i don't that? yeah support bag yeah run something support else. run su- anyway oh what did you put in there you put peanut peanut, peanut, peanut m&ms okay but i had i used to eat uh hello panda cookies yeah. if you guys aren't unfamiliar with those it's like an asian snack that's like like um what are they like little cookie biscuits that are filled with chocolate similar to nutella chocolate and there's like little cartoon pandas on them would they melt in i mean because all these would things you're melt? disgusting no so no no these so i actually this also is peanut I- m&ms <laughs> This is actually what I raced with when I was like racing as a pro because like our our strange coach would say he actually encouraged us to like eat candy bars during the race because his theory was that the candy companies put in more research dollars in how much candy Mm -hmm. can kids eat without getting sick than the budget for like a sports nutrition company. But that's the theory out there. That's the theory. But but I thought that was gross because if you had candy bars, they would like melt mm-hmm. in all these hot races we did. But with the Hello Panda cookies, the chocolate's inside the cookies. So as long as the cookies don't get squished, you still have like these delicious chocolate cookies that don't get melted Interesting. all over your hands. Interesting. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. What's yours, Kelly? Oh, uh, that like the Coeur d'Alene that was on like the you know surface of the sun a few years ago. There were these girls, um, curls in swimsuits, handing out freezy pops, otter pops, and I had like seven. <laughs> like I like every time I went by, I was like, "Give me more." That sounds okay, amazing. Like, they were actually like <laughs> the best thing because it was like cold. You know how like to cold slushy is like what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh. Okay. So- well, so Kelly, if you're out there. Like on the Lee with a Frazy Pop, I might consider having okay, it. Okay, good, good. Yeah. I'll do that just for but you. But she would have to be an official volunteer because otherwise it's outside oh. assistance. No, you're allowed to. It's one of those things like, okay, so obviously like I'm, Sarah shouldn't do this. The pros shouldn't. But generally speaking, if someone is randomly out there, just like handing things to everyone, it's not considered outside it's assistance. Not... Specific, right. Because oh. it's like if like if a random person just like starts handing out water. Like, you know how that happens at, like, hot races and stuff, Or, right? like, beer or shots. Right. Because then it's available <laughs> to everyone. So it's not out, like, that's why it's considered. It's when somebody just has, like, their person who's just doing stuff for oh. them. So if I came to give just Sarah a Freezy Pop, it would be bad. But if I gave everyone Freezy Pops, then it would be okay. Is this in the rules, like, clarify? No, that, I'm just saying this is, like, like <laughs> obviously I don't, like, know exactly what the Iron Man rules currently say, but that is what the definition of outside assistance is. It's if it's, like, commonly it's available. very specific outside yeah. assistance. Yeah. So my question is, how many Freezy Pops would you have to give out? I know, for it to order? be okay. Like, is is there, if you give out, like, 30, is that enough? Well, probably now that we've talked about it, there will be evidence, Sarah, when you get disqualified. <laughs> then they'll be like, we're getting you a freezy pop. Yeah. What if you left it on the ground, walked away? No, I saw somebody do that shit and I was so annoyed with They're like, oh, they're like, like their husband, like dropped something so that they could pick it up. And it was like, yeah, that's that, shady. Yeah, that's just. Uh, yeah. Leave it up to Jocelyn for the shady option there. Right. (laughs) But it's like, again, it's like, it's like if you accidentally drop something, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not allowed to like, it's all like in a tent, which I know is like why everybody's all worked up about like, we need better rules and refereeing and everything. But obviously it's like the intention to like skirt the rules. Yeah. It's like the difference between like if a bottle accidentally falls out of your bike, you don't notice versus like if you throw it, like Mm -hmm. there's a difference. Anyway. Anyway, Mm -hmm. it's past my bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right wrap this up sarah yeah come on kelly i don't care about your rules it's bedtime 
Um, so probably this time next week, I'm going to be even grumpier. Um, so everybody can look forward to that. But thanks for listening to another week of If We Were Writing. And stay tuned for some tales from Patavedra, from Khadija, and uh, increasingly grumpy Sarah. Tell me to stop my town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from get, getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year. And I used to try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan, dermatologically tested proprietary blend. Try hard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're gonna need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of Try Hard. I think it's like definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now too for anyone who wants to try, you know, <laughs> try Try Hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the TryHard products with the code 20FEISTY, that's 20FEISTY, for 20% off store-wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20FEISTY for 20% off at tryhard.co. So Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older, and aging and you've been using amino coast heel as part of your like post-workout recovery right yeah it seems like after i became a mom and then turned 40 my recovering abilities really tanked so as you remember i then tore my meniscus had to get surgery in my knee and now i've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot so i've been adding a scoop of the chocolate flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah, and so you use the AminoCo Heal Chocolate. How do you like it? How does it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like, tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science-backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at aminoco.com slash writing. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's aminoco, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing. And use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. 